Welcome back to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Brought to you by our sponsor, Vanilla Soft, with your host, Daryl Prale. Join us as we interview industry experts in the dramatically growing field of inside sales and sales development. Tune in as Daryl brings you actionable strategies and tactics that can immediately increase your sales and success. So you ready? Hey, Daryl. How you doing, folks? I say that every week. I really probably should come up with a new way of saying hi to you guys. What can I say? I suck. I'm a loser at that. It's been a good week for me. You know why? I had all this production work going on a little while ago, and I actually have a couple days to breathe and do my marketing and sales gig. And I like when I can do that. I can, don't get me wrong. I love talking to you guys. In fact, you're the highlight of my week, I often say. But I get anxious. I get stressed out if I don't do my CMO type activities and, and show ROI for my salary and ROI for the program I spend. It causes me grief and stress. Now, you may not know that if you were to meet me hanging out in the office because I like to goof around a little bit and have fun. But I'm stressing. I'm stressing doing that daily thing. And I'm sure you can relate, right? Because you, I mean, let's look at your job. You've got to do how many phone calls a day and emails and follow-up activities. And if you don't have enough conversations, you don't have enough demos, you don't advance the conversation or at least continue the conversation. You don't do, you know, whatever it might be. You worry about your conversion rates. You worry about how are you engaging and, and are you using the right words and are you talking too much? You're listening not enough. Do you have crutch words when you, when you have your conversations? I mean, my gosh, you guys... In your daily gig, and I've done it, it's stressful. So I feel your pain. I was reflecting, actually, not too long ago with someone about how I got into marketing. I think I've shared the story before. I began life as a programmer, and one thing led to another, and here I am today. I've done sales, I've done marketing, etc. But it, there's an interesting story that I want to share with you, because I think it applies to what you do, which is... I remember when I came through the ranks, I went from a development role to a sales engineer. That was my first approach to sales, other than my first stint selling copiers door-to-door for six months. And then I went back to coding because I said, this part sucks, door-to-door sales. My gosh, the stamina and the rejection, welcome to life, Daryl. But eventually, after coding for several years, I decided I wanted to make some changes. I became a sales engineer. And lo and behold, I saw sales from a very different world, different point of view. It wasn't door to door. It was very strategic. It was very tailored, very personalized. It's all about what's in it for them, et cetera. It was great. Actually, it was a great starting ground for someone who wants to get into sales. That led me to be, because the sales engineer part of me, they brought me to product management, which then led to product marketing. And then it led to marketing. And something happened in marketing that I didn't like doing. I genuinely did not like doing this, and I'll share it with you shortly. It seemed no matter where I went and what I did and who I worked for, I had to do this. And I wasn't very good at it. I wasn't comfortable with it. I didn't have the skills or the knowledge or the training. Yet it was a big part of what I was measured on. So what was it that I didn't like doing? And I still do today. And now it is like, it's only gotten bigger and bigger every job I've taken on. The task I didn't like doing was demand generation. You know, I thought marketing was about cool advertising and trade shows and brand, 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 brand. That's what you think of, right? Mad Men, brand. 
But demand gen, especially in B2B, is the core of why you exist in, in this role. And so I avoided it, I dodged it, I kind of skirted it, I did it a little bit, but I tried to do other stuff. And it was only over time that I started to realize through experience and talking to people like yourselves, how important a role it played. If I, as a marketer, do my job right, I feed the revenue engine, you, and then that generates money for the company. And then we all get paid and we grow and we expand, we hire more people, we make more money, we get pay raises, rinse and repeat, life is good. And I got it. And then as I got more comfortable with my craft and with the disciplines and all the different tactics, because I didn't have any experience in search engine optimization, which is a channel, or pay-per-click, which is a channel, or email, which is a channel, or content syndication, which is a channel, or content marketing, which is a channel. No experience in that. Yet those are all different levers you can pull to keep the leads flowing in so that sales keeps on doing their thing. So why do I bring this up? What does it matter? It's a great story, Prale, but hey, how does it apply to me? Well, I'll connect the dots. The reason it applies to you is because I like to say in this uh, new millennia that we find ourselves in this new decade, that sales is the new marketing. In other words, you are doing demand generation now. You're not just working the leads that I'm giving you, you're doing demand generation to feed yourself. You're doing email nurtures, you're doing messaging, you're optimizing your open rates and your click-through rates, and is your subject line just right? And do I, how's my social media engagement? How can I schedule my posts? You're doing everything I used to do and still do. At least you're doing that if you're smart, if you're wise, if you get, you sometimes, you know, you got to feed yourself. You can't count on me, or maybe your marketing team isn't as capable as you wish they were. The lead flow isn't there. And it's one thing for you to prospect, something for you to do your own demand generation. Yeah, I firmly believe that is the, the new world order of the sales folks. That got me to thinking we've never, ever done a show on how a sales rep can do demand generation, lead generation as part of their job and why they should and what's involved and how it differs from what marketing does. So who's the right person to bring onto the show for that? Well, glad you asked. Let me bring on Kendra Lee. Kendra, welcome to the show. Well, hello, Daryl, and thanks for having me. I am thrilled to have you. So let me set the stage for you folks who don't know Kendra. First off, Kendra's going to be on stage at the Outbound Conference, right? That's happened in Atlanta. I love it. She's the perfect mix of sales and marketing and yet her background like mine which was in development i believe she refers to herself as the accountant turned hunter and i love her story she'll say to you and i've read this before that in spite of starting her career in accounting failing ibm's entry level sales exam being given a territory that had never made a sale being told that she couldn't sell without an engineering background she was able to use her knowledge of numbers to create her own approach to lead generation and because of that, it took her to the top 1% of sales professionals at every single company she worked at. Now, that's kind of cool, don't you think? Accountant turned marketer turned sales rock star, if you will. I thought she was the right person. You can check her out. She's part of KLA Group. So klagroup.com, or you can follow her on Twitter. Uh, you, that's Kendra Lee KLA. She's on LinkedIn as Kendra Lee. So all places you can check her out. Did I get that story right, Kendra? Did I tell you that, that little abstract of you, or was I mistaken? and I gave you credit for something that's not true. You are absolutely true. I failed IBM's entry-level sales exam. They told me I couldn't possibly be successful in sales because I didn't know anything about engineering. 
They gave me the worst territory. And they told me, to add to that, that I had to make my quota in my first year or I was out. And yet nobody had sold hardly anything in that territory in that whole first year. So it was quite daunting. And Welcome yet I to still sales. took the job. Yes. Either that's youthful naivety or just sheer chutzpah and confidence. So, you know, I'm going to go with the latter. Let's go with that. Again, one more thing. If you're intrigued already, I'll give you a little tip. Go to Amazon. Uh, Kendra's written a crazy book called The Sales Magnet. And that's about how to get more customers without cold calling. How's that for the teaser? Without cold calling. Check that out. All right. So, Kendra... I look at this as a lead generation for sales reps by sales reps. But I got to ask you, when you are doing what you're doing, you're speaking, you're training, you're coaching, and you bring this topic up of lead generation, what's the reaction you get from sales reps? I'm, I'm really, really curious. They often just think, well, I'm doing prospecting. I have a list of people or I've been told, go mine LinkedIn or go buy a list and just start calling. That's one reaction I get. Another, which actually I love is, well, why would I do lead generation? Why wouldn't I just pick up the phone and just try and reach people? It's usually one or the other. They're often not expecting that this is their job, which baffles me because we've got a quota. We're the ones that are being held accountable for it. And ultimately, we're the ones that are going to have to go find the opportunities if somebody doesn't feed it to them we'll find these people who are just expecting that marketing is going to pass them leads. Oh, by the way, they're going to be great qualified leads. And when I call, they're going to want to take my phone call. But that's not the situation. That's what I'm hearing when I talk about lead generation with salespeople. They don't think it's their job or I should call and not do lead generation or well, marketing is supposed to be passing me leads but they're not. That's the message I'm hearing, Daryl. All right, so let's start with that because you mentioned they think this should be prospecting. Let's just get some clear definitions on the table. How is lead generation in this case, from a sales point of view, how is that different than the prospecting they're doing today? Because I, if I'm a sales rep, I'm, I might contend well, listen, I've already got a list and I'm already sending out emails and I'm already calling. I mean, marketing does a lot of the, they may not call, but they send out emails. I contend I'm already doing that. That's part of my prospecting, mm -hmm. but you're saying it's different. Mm -hmm. So give me an example, definition, real life scenario, whatever you want to do. So I better understand how it's different from prospecting. When I look at prospecting, that is where I know what I'm going to say when I call people, I've got my list. I know the cadence with which I'm going to call, the how frequently am I going to leave a voicemail? Am I not? I'm going to follow up with email, but it's really all about the message that I'm delivering to whoever my target market is. And if I'm smart in my prospecting, I've actually grouped the list of people that I am reaching out to so that there's a similarity. Either their title is the same, the business issue they have is the same, maybe the industry is the same, so that I can get into a groove when I'm doing my prospecting. And I absolutely have a plan that says I'm going to call 
every three days. I'm going to follow up with an email every other time that I call and leave a voicemail. I'm going to send some calendar invitations in between there if I'm not reaching people. So I've got a whole playbook that I'm going to use in prospecting. That's how I look at prospecting. So it differs from lead generation in that you're going to start using more resources to try and grab attention. With prospecting, we are, let's say, relying on our brute force, our knowledge of this is what our message is, this is what we have to convey. And in lead generation, we're using a whole bunch of different activities, not just email and let's say we're adding in social media, but primarily email and phone, not just that, with lead generation, we may be adding in other activities and we're going to add in other resources. We may use blog posts. We may use videos that our company has created. There may be an event. There may be someone else that we want to reference. There are all these different activities that you can use to try and generate interest in talking with you not just the message that you're leaving when you call or when you send an email. And lead generation also has its own cadence. With prospecting, when we train in prospecting, we have you prospect hard for a month. And if that person doesn't respond to you, then we say, put them aside and you're gonna wait a time period and you're gonna come back and you're going to repeat. So there's the rinse and repeat. With lead generation, you may have identified people that you know you want to gain access to, and so you're going to drip on them. And your playbook lasts a much longer period of time than that month. So that's how I view lead generation to be different, using lots of resources, drip, playbook. I'm also hearing you say, and you say lots of resources, you know, I'm hearing you talk about different kinds of content, for lack of a better word, right? You mentioned the word video. You mentioned mm -hmm. blogs. Um, you didn't mention this, but I'm assuming you mean maybe it's articles or eBooks or what have you that you're an expert exactly. in that you wouldn't be doing now because once you've got that, then you can flog it to generate interest. And that is really very mm -hmm. much what marketing does a lot of today so you can see the overlap. I want to know more about the whole content thing. Where do you get it from? How do you write it? Especially if I'm not a marketer, I don't necessarily have those skills. Uh, but I'm not going to get that answer from Kendra until we get back from this commercial break. We'll be right back. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, make less than two attempts to contact them, and are only about 35% productive. CRM is the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. VanillaSoft is a sales engagement platform. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. Blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead is engaged within seconds, persistently, and with the cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into a black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM. Try VanillaSoft for free at VanillaSoft.com. Okay, so let's talk about content. Where do I... Do I get the content from somewhere? Do I rip it off from somebody else? I'm sorry, not rip it off. Do I leverage it expeditiously and maybe give them credit, maybe not? Um, or do I craft it myself? 
And as an adjunct to that question, if I'm crafting it myself, where do I find the time to do that? So content time, over to you. I think one of the reasons that salespeople don't think about doing lead generation more like marketers do it is because they don't know where to get the content. And, and if you look, almost everybody on their website has blog posts, they have articles, they have assets, like you mentioned, there could be eBooks, there could be assessments, checklists, all sorts of assets that are at your fingertips if you just look. It's really interesting to me when we are working with salespeople and we're training them in prospecting, we recommend that they go look at their blogs and see what do they have. And so many of them aren't familiar with the own resources that their company has that they could leverage in their prospecting. I would look within your company. And if your company doesn't have it, then for the industry that you're targeting or the size company that you're targeting, are there interesting blog posts or resources that you have found that you think may be of interest that you could leverage? You don't have to become a writer. You don't have to write your own blog posts. You could, but that takes away from your sales time. Um, use what's already available. If you've got a marketing team, go meet with them and find out what they're doing. If you partner with other vendors, maybe you resell other companies or you align with their software, there's a lot of that in sales, maybe they have content. So really getting out and planning and understanding what's available to you that you could leverage in your lead generation, you'll discover that there's all this information and it's really valuable and it will enhance the conversation that you ultimately can have with your prospect. So that's where I would go, Daryl, to get it. So I'm going to share. I'm going to. Share, I'm going to you're going to be my therapist for a minute, Kendra. But I'm really talking okay. to all the sales professionals who are listening. Um, my biggest beef in my role running marketing at Vanilla Soft, and I'm not intentionally throwing my sales reps under the bus because not everybody's guilty of this, is that they don't know the content that we're cranking out in massive volumes. I cannot tell you how many times. Two things, it's just going to blow your eight. I, I see reps making mistakes. Like, let's say they're not doing discovery, right? Or they're not having opening questions, right? Or they're not following a script. And I bang my head against the wall and I yell at them in a very supportive, loving way. And I say, did you not listen to so-and-so whom I had on the podcast who told you exactly how to do this? Did you not watch the webinar where we had the panel where we, we covered the do's and the don'ts of this sales tactic? And, and you're doing the don'ts. We've got all this experience and advice, like just in-house, let alone sharing yes. it with our prospects, right? And then I see them do emails and I occasionally get copied and I'm like, who wrote that for you? And why the hell did you not include this blog post or this ebook or this listicle or this infographic? Because it speaks right to it and it's right there. And I've got a product marketing yes. person whose whole job is, is to bring all this content to them. We have sales enablement tools and everything else. My goodness, kids, go to your marketing team and steal all this stuff. Buy them a coffee mm -hmm. and say, educate me in what you've got. So that's the first part. I agree with you that. But you made a comment, though. You talked about writing and about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't have to be a marketer. But there is writing involved. So let's say I was to do lead generation drips. You mentioned drips. 
I'm not a marketer if I'm a sales rep. I don't know how to write like a marketer. Do I have to learn how to write like a marketer to do my own sales lead generation? Talk to me. Absolutely not. What's interesting is when we see salespeople start to do lead generation, suddenly they begin to think they have to write like marketers. You'll get all the weird headlines. They'll think up all these creative things that you would expect to see from a marketer. My favorite one, this is using direct mail as part of your drip. You know, you send someone a shoe and you, and then you follow up and you say, I just wanted to get a foot in the door. Okay, marketers do that. <laughs> Salespeople have genuine conversations with people about their business issues and you're trying to get in the door to have that conversation. Yes, we could send the cool shoe. We could send the Lamborghini model and it's missing all the wheels. And if they want the wheels, they have to set an appointment with you. Let marketing do that stuff. What you're doing instead is you're writing a genuine email as if you were going to have a conversation with them. You're not writing it too long because the mistake salespeople do make when there's emails is that they, they try to say everything in the email instead of realizing that there's a bit of mystery. All we wanna do is get the appointment. All we want to do is share a piece of content. We want to give them a blog post that we think is interesting. Don't try and write like the marketers. It will actually work against you. Be your genuine self as you're writing and then keep your emails brief. Don't write too long. Can I give a plug, Daryl, for our email power prospecting ebook? I would, I would wish you would do that. Go for it. If writing emails is something you really want to perfect our most downloaded most popular resource on our website is our email power prospecting ebook because it tells you how to write your emails that's the approach you want to use for the lead generation emails that you are writing and it works within linkedin as well because you're going to write similarly for linkedin only keep it shorter so go get that if you're focused on how you can write more effective emails. Would it be fair of me to say, when we're talking about lead generation and comparing, say, marketing to sales, you know, there's a lot of channels mm -hmm. that marketers use that sales wouldn't use. Like, you know, I, a sales rep yes. isn't going to use pay-per-click. A sales rep isn't going to focus on optimizing their website to get more organic traffic, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But you do talk about activities. You did mention blog writing. You made videos. Talk to me about yes. video as a tactic for a sales rep to use in lead generation. Give me an example of that. Video is fabulous. We have one salesperson. I just love what he does. He will actually create a personal video to a contact he's trying to reach. And he doesn't send it in the first or the second email or the first or second communication because you want them to know that it's genuine. This isn't a phishing type of email, it's safe. But by the third one, he'll send a video that talks about a business issue that he has seen someone like this contact experiencing and say, this is what he wants to talk about in their conversation. Or he'll pick a piece of content that he read that his marketing team put together and he'll include a tip and say, this is what I wanted to talk with you about. So really short 20, 30 second video tops and he actually embeds it into his email that he sends. And what's cool about that is just like on this, you feel like you know that person. 
and you've heard them actually talk to you. And if you've got the time, you actually use that person's name in the video. The other option is you create a video for a group of people. Remember I said at the beginning, similar industry, similar title, and you could send that same video to all of them, just not using their name in it. But that's one way that you can work in video as a salesperson. There are so many ways you can do video today. There's so many resources from your iPhone to if you use Microsoft Teams to if you've got Zoom. You know, there's just so many resources. And all you was, need is your W4 file. Yeah. I mean, there's no lack of hardware. You mentioned the phone. Um, we use the phone all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also... Your webcam is a wonderful device. If you have the way, get a good webcam yeah, as opposed to using the little built-in one. You know, but tools like Vidyard or Wisti or BombBomb or others are all cool. So check those out. Okay, quick question: We talked about lead gen, we talked about prospecting. When would I use one versus the other? Prospecting to me is when you've got to fill your pipeline quickly. You're going to use that because it will always be fastest to find your opportunities by doing your calling doing your prospecting activities. Lead generation to me is when you've got that list of people that you really want to gain access to, you may have done the prospecting and you've not been successful getting in the door. Now we're going to drip on them. Remember I said our prospecting goes usually for a month. Our lead generation, the playbook can be much, much longer. And so as a result, I might prospect and then put someone into my lead generation. Or I may have a group of people I want to gain access to, and I'm going to start with the lead generation and then I'm going to end with my prospecting to really hit home and try and gain access to them. So those are two different scenarios that you could apply lead generation to. In both of those cases, it's really about playing the long game, right? In your example, maybe I'll, I'll do lead gen first followed by prospecting yes. is I'm really, I'm softening them up. I'm building my brand, created awareness, not really pitching, not doing a hard ass, just sharing. Boom. Yeah. Now I'm in a prospecting. Now I'm going for the ass. I'm in pursuit. And the flip of that is I do prospecting first because, you know, they're on my list. I'm, I'm chasing them and they're not ready. Whatever it might be, they're not ready, budget time, whatever it might be, it's not right. Okay, I'm going yep. to lead gen now and stay top of mind and current and relevant without the pitch. And I might circle back in six months time and, and, and try yes. to pitch them again. So the, it's a, it's just time and purpose. Finally, mm -hmm. tracking activities. Is that important? Like, you know, measuring results, all that kind of stuff? Without a doubt. And especially when you start doing lead generation, it's hard enough when you're doing prospecting and you're doing it over a month and you want to space your cadence and have your whole playbook. You absolutely want to have some type of resource that you are using that allows you to put your whole playbook, your whole plan for what your lead generation is into one place and know where each person is in it. Because ideally you're gonna have it all laid out and then you can add contacts to it as you learn who they are. And now you know exactly what your plan is going to be. Definitely, you want it laid out. You want to be tracking your activities. Know when the next time is that you are supposed to do something. And then monitor your metrics. Maybe you'll find one article has a lot of people responding to it. Maybe you'll feel like you hit on completely dead air when you send something else. Paying attention to the results that you're getting will help you to fine tune your campaign as well. There you have it, folks. 
You can go see her at KendraLee.com for her blog. You can check her out at KLAGroup.com. You can actually go watch her. She's part of the crew at the Sales Experts channel on Bright Talk, along with me, I might add. You can just go see her live at the Outbound Conference. Either way, you need to bring some of that lead generation, some of those marketing tactics, if you will, into your sales efforts. That's Kendra Lee. I'm Daryl Prale. I'm with Vanillasoft. You are listening to Inside. Inside sales, we are done for this week, but we shall talk again soon. Maybe, I don't know, seven days. What do you say? See you then. Bye-bye. You've been listening once again to another episode of Inside, Inside Sales. Hosted by Daryl Prail, the CMO of VanillaSoft. Tune in every other week for actionable ideas to increase your sales productivity. One of the many shows on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Channel. Sponsored by Vanilla Soft. <laughs>